Now, it's been 13 years since we were introduced to blockchain and bitcoins. Lauded as a disruptive technology for its transparency and immutability, blockchain, or sometimes referred to as DLT, continues to be a buzzword that attracts interest along the purported benefits of efficiency, ability to reduce costs, and its support for trustless ecosystem. But like many emerging technologies, there remain hurdles that are leading to slower adoption of blockchain among enterprises, including lack of scalability, limited interoperability, limited number of blockchain developers, insufficient standards or standardization, extensive energy requirements if you're in the Bitcoin space, and the absence of regulatory clarity. In this podcast for Future CIO, we are joined by Alan Lee, Head of Engineering for ADEX, to cover some of these and where the opportunities and trends are as regards to blockchain in 2022. Alan, welcome to Podchats for Future CIO. Um, Hi, thank you. 14 years on, what has changed in terms of blockchain? And I'd like you to look at it across three different areas. One is technology, second is adoption, and the third is on regulation. Right. So actually, the the idea of chaining data and maintaining it on a distributed ledger to make that data tamper-proof actually um, has been around since 1990s. And subsequently, in the late 2000s, Bitcoin emerged. Uh, That's when people know about blockchain. So what Bitcoin and crypto did for blockchain was that it popularized the technology. For the first time, there was an actual application of technology in projects that had taken off globally. Today, companies and governments understand the power of blockchain technology. They want to see how it can be applied in the case of cryptocurrency, but also outside the cryptocurrencies in a whole range of other areas, starting in the financial industry, but also in the non-financial sectors. Over time, we have seen um, maturing of space. So I'm going to talk about it in in terms of technology, adoption, and regulation. So from a tech standpoint, uh, we started with blockchain 1.0, which is uh, the technology that powers uh, Bitcoin. This is a basic ledger of past transactions spread out across many nodes so that no single party is able to control the network. The ledger is public and you can find all the transactions to date and exactly how much Bitcoin resides in each wallet in real time. This is very useful because it solves the problems like you know mutual reconciliation double counting and the need for central decision makers then you know we have the blockchain 2.0 which is ethereum and since then we begin to use smart contracts so with smart contracts blockchain isn't just uh, you know a record of past transactions but it's also smart so that you can program it to execute actions in the future you know, as long as, you know, certain conditions come to pass, um, you can do it to fit your own, you know, business uh, cases. And after Ethereum, we also see, you know, a lot of different blockchain uh, uh, to uh, start, start. For example, you know, EOS, NEO, Polkadot, Solana, and they're trying to uh, compete with Ethereum. So as more and more transactions be recorded on blockchain, you know, the scalability becomes uh, important and you start seeing, you know, layer two solutions like rollups and also, you know, to solve an interoperability issue, you know, how do you communicate or transfer, you know, assets between different blockchain? We also start seeing, you know, uh, token bridge projects, you know, for the you know, past few years. The adoption of blockchain has also spread horizontally uh, within adjacent fields in the crypto world, such as the ICOs, stablecoins, CBDC, and uh, DeFi. Uh, Beyond that, it also spread into the world of traditional regulated finance, such as cross-border 
payments, trade financing. Now it also being applied outside of finance. We also have NFTs, you know, for the world of art, gaming, in the healthcare sector, you know, governments are looking at blockchain for tracking vaccination certifications. There are also many more other potential applications like voting, patent, etc. So last but not least, uh, you know, about regulation, you know, as the application of blockchain become more widespread, issue of regulation become very important. So we're seeing some movement towards maturity. The crypto world started out as, you know, opposed to regulation because the design of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies was based on a mistrust of central banks. So the idea was to create a currency that was outside the control of regulators and governments. And many, you know, crypto purists continue to hold the belief that crypto should not be regulated. But over time, as more and more players have come on board, and the currency become mainstream with much higher market cap. We are starting to see uh, problems with crypto uh, staying unregulated. For example, what do we do with money laundering, right? Because it's mm-hmm. uh, anonymous. Uh, what do we do with changes that are not cyber secure and your crypto assets um, get stolen? How do you protect individual investors in such case? And with the recent fall of terror stable coin, you know, questions are being asked about whether regulators should impose uh, capital requirements on stable coins or exchanges. Uh, in the same way that banks can't lend out all the capitals in their books, right? In case it's a run on the bank. So these are all, all valid questions to be answered. Uh, many regulator regimes are now saying that, you know, there has to be some space for innovation. So we can see where the crypto project leads us because there are potentially a lot of benefits for uh, the whole industry. Uh, but at the same time, there needs to be, um, you know, some, there, there needs to be some regulation to stop criminal activity, to protect individual investors and also to uh, you know safeguard the st- stability of the financial system now are the claims that blockchain is secure overhyped or maybe it's a wrong interpretation of, of the word secure okay uh, so blockchain or decentralized system is uh, generally speaking is more secure than centralized system in many ways because it avoids, avoids uh, you know a single point of failure of course you can make you know centralized system also very secure uh, we've seen that with governments and banks today but with centralized system if you know you break through their cyber security walls you could do a lot of damage you could completely shut down the system you could you know temper the data and so on uh, with blockchain because the data is uh, spread out across all nodes such attacks are uh, you know virtually impossible in blockchain with proof proof of work consensus uh, to tamper with the chain you would need a majority of the nodes uh, what we call you know 50 percent 51 percent attack this is very this is very difficult but and again you know no solution is uh, perfect you know blockchain has other security vulnerabilities that it has to grapple with for example you know coding bugs in smart contracts can be used by hackers to steal your cryptocurrency of course we shouldn't forget that you know hackers is being around since very, uh, you know, early. Uh, they've been stealing money from everywhere uh, for a long time, um, not just in crypto, but in the traditional world of banks, uh, for example. Then there are also, you know, other coding bugs. And, you know, other than coding bugs, you could also, you know, lose your private keys, uh, which means, you know, you lose your private key, you lose access to your crypto holdings. Um, but overall, I would say, you know, blockchain isn't perfect, but it is a solution we should consider alongside all the other tech solutions we have, depending on what problem you're trying to solve and what, uh, you know, a specific context is, I would say blockchain can still be a quite useful tool. 
what remains key challenges limiting the adoption of blockchain in a commercial environment? So uh, forget about cryptos, exchanges, or, or NFTs. Uh, let's look at it uh, outside of the, the space where it's currently being adopted in the, the financial space. So you go to retail or other areas. And I'd like you to look at it from the perspective of a business, as well as from the view of the technologies or the persons like the CIOs and CTOs whose job are to adopt these uh, emerging technologies into their current business environments. I think, you know, the, the first challenge is really, you know, public education, right? Because many companies still see cryptocurrency as a highly, uh, you know, risky space mm -hmm. and they aren't prepared for, you know, to go near it yet. And at the same time, they may not fully understand, you know, blockchain is uh, actually distinct from crypto. You know, you could actually make use of the efficiency of the blockchain technology without having your projects on the public crypto network. Mm -hmm. For example, you can have your own private permission blockchain that solves a specific problem within your company. So the first step, I think, is to understand, uh, you know, crypto and blockchain and make sure that companies and their senior leaderships know what they can and cannot do with, you know, blockchain. And I think the next challenge is that, you know, what to do with your legacy system. You know, if you are a bank, you would have uh, invested hundreds of millions of dollars or even billions into your existing technology infrastructure over many years and decades. Um, but, you know, blockchain comes along, it's more efficient, but how does it fit into your existing uh, system? Will it disrupt your ongoing operations? So what is the plan for the transition from your legacy technology into the new technology? So these are very big and complex conversations and will take months, if not years, to reach a conclusion and get it executed for your company. The issue that I often hear related to blockchain from a technology point of view is its ability to scale. Is that issue real? Is it, and are there workarounds this per supposedly scalability problem of blockchains? Yeah, it, it's uh, it, the problem definitely exists. So, so basically, you know, on the blockchain, you know, block is a data structure that store information. So on a you know specific blockchain, you know, each block in the blockchain has a fixed size, which means you know there's a fixed amount of information that can fit into the block. There's also uh, this concept called block time, meaning you know in a fixed time interval, the number of blocks can be mined is also limited. When there are not many users and transactions, this wouldn't be a problem. But when the volume goes up, uh, transactions can actually slow down. So for example, for the Ethereum network, it can take 12 to 14 seconds to process one block. The time you need to process transactions uh, also translates into higher cost in the form of gas fees. There's definitely a scalability issue, especially with uh, the more established uh, blockchains like Bitcoin and Ethereum. But some of the, the newer blockchains like Solana is specifically designed to have uh, you know high throughput. This is kind of a layer one solution. But we've also seen you know, a lot of layer two solutions. So the idea is basically to make the data processing happen on the second layer, not on the main chain, and only record the results of the processing you know, on the main chain so that you have less information uh, you know, recorded on the blockchain to make it uh, you know, uh, faster so that it can have more uh, TPS. Also, I think as blockchain scales, um, not the scalability issue, you know, since you have more and more blockchain, there are also you know, in interoperability issue uh, come along. How are you going to uh, you know, uh, exchange assets between different blockchain? So this one, there are also you know, a lot of uh, token bridge projects you know, happening, which potentially can solve that issue.
I thought a blockchain was built around this open concept, right? I'm surprised that we have interoperability. So uh, despite the fact that it's supposed to be uh, originally created from an open, can I say open source? Is it open source? Yes, yes. Most of the chains are open source, you know, especially uh -huh. on that. But, you know, again, you know, different chains, they have different, uh, you know, uh, setup, they have different uh -huh. you know, size, different consensus, you know, behind the scenes, they designed differently. And all the asset, the data structure recorded on the chain, they are designed specifically for that chain only, right? So you can't easily uh, switch, you know, information uh, between uh, the chains. So you need a dedicated uh, you know, token bridge so that it can move the assets uh, from one chain to the other. Okay, very much like the public cloud, right? You have, uh, it's supposedly open, but at the same time, you cannot easily just move between Azure and uh, Google and uh, whoever cloud provider you want out there. Okay, fair enough. Last question to take away for you. What is one key takeaway for organizations that are evaluating uh, blockchains for their enterprise applications. Again, you could be retail, logistics, transportation, whatever it is. What would you advise uh, senior leaderships, including IT, trying to figure out? So, how do we adopt blockchains? How what what's the way to evaluate these things? You need to ask yourself if there's a there's a pinpoint or process in your business that requires a, a great deal of manual reconciliation or you know repeated back and forth because the data resides in a, a single centralized ledger. So if the answer is yes, then blockchain could potentially you know solve the issue. But of course, the second thing you you, you could look at is that do you really need a public chain or you can use a, you know private blockchain. The solution is probably, there is probably a solution out there, you know, for your problem. Um, you, you need to look at it to different angles. Alan, thank you very much for joining me on Podchats for Future CIO. Okay, thank you very much. That was Alan Lee, Head of Engineering for ADEX on the topic of blockchain adoption trends in 2022. You are listening into Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.